Welcome back to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is James. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Semifinals Week, Pie Week. Yummy. I love me some pie. Mm-hmm. I love pie. I love savory pies. I love sweet pies. Yeah. I love, I think I, I love a chicken pot pie. Mm. I, I love a shepherd's pie, but that frequently doesn't actually involve crust, nor is it really a pie. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's more just a dish with filling. I agree. But I love me. I, I actually, I think I like savory pies more than sweet pies, but only by this much. I do like savory pies quite a bit. I find, but I will say one thing about my pie preference is that if you're going to make a sweet pie, mm. I need a full top. Yeah. Like, I don't want crosshatch. I don't want, like, little pieces. Like, I want a full covered top. Really? Yes. I love pie crust. I like pie crust more than I like the pie filling. Oh, I'm the opposite. I I do not care for pie <sighs> crust. Um, the <sighs> only... I just like on, a, on, a, on a savory pie, my grandmother used to make steak and sausage pie instead of mm, steak and kidney pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she would have, like, yeah, puff pastry on the top. And that, when you get some gravy mm. on it, if you can tell, yes, we have ma'am. not eaten yet. So, like, <laughs> all food is just so... But, like, so that that's the only time I ever really liked pie crust. Because a lot of the times I just kind of find it a little dry. Mm. And so I actually didn't mind, like, cross hatching or anything like that. Because... Um, it was a bit of extra uh, crust, but there was still enough filling to balance it out, as opposed to when it's all across the top, it's like way more crust than pie ratio. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. So um, the bakers were tasked with doing a um, uh, face in a pie mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the signature challenge this week. Mm-hmm. And... Scandalous note here, this was actually the week that James and I were on set for the season, which was a really fun opportunity, um, and we had, like, a great time, and it's kind of really cool to actually watch stuff and know, like, oh, we were standing in that corner, yeah. like, you know, um, and uh, even, even like, some of the lines, like, when Aurora and Carolyn at the beginning were like, it can be a face, any face, a face you might know, like alluding to themselves james and i specifically remember (laughs) being there and it doesn't feel like it was even that long ago 100 percent. and you know everyone on set was very professional which is why you'll never see us wandering out in the background at all yes yes (laughs) but it really was a great opportunity to be there and see it um happening live and also being able to be in sort of i guess like video village and just seeing all the cameras um you know record it and seeing all the different perspectives it was really fun yeah and it's nice to see the final product it's really crazy because when you actually see how many cameras are going at once because everybody's baking at once it's not like okay just you bake and we'll film it and then you bake and we'll film it it's all at once so there's like you know six eight ten twelve cameras in there all going and you know they're on like dollies and lifts and cranes and like all of these mm-hmm. things and it, it's it's so impressive and when you watch it back um it's crazy and we were on set right for a good few hours like three hours or something like yeah, that Yeah, something like that and you know it equaled 12 minutes <laughs> of footage and we didn't eat we weren't even there for the full judging portion yeah. we were there um 
during a portion of the signature bake. Like we were in the tent for even, yeah. I don't know, like eight, 10 minutes or something like mm -hmm. that. And again, it's so crazy how much work goes into the whole thing because that portion we were actually would have been standing in the tent was maybe 30 seconds of footage here. Right? 100%, yeah. And um, suffice it to say that it is a really, it really is a timed competition. There is a clock that starts when they bake yeah. and you, or at least we were, um, where all the monitors were, were able to see that clock counting down. So these folks are under real pressure yeah. to complete the challenges in the allotted time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess the other kind of fun thing too is that we uh, did get to see the signature bakes. We didn't get to taste them. I oh, know. wouldn't that have been delightful? Yeah, would have been. <laughs> but we I want there's a few of these pies I really wanted to eat. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but um, the the cool thing is is that as we're going through the the bakes here, we can also offer kind of what it was like um, like seeing some of that stuff. Sure. So, uh, all right. So first up was Jody. Uh, Jody uh, made a blackberry berry as in pun on the word bear uh, cheesecake pie. Um, did she call it a cheesecake pie? And that's what the thing said. Are you? That's sure? what, uh, I think. I think. I. I are, was it not? I. Don't okay, we're gonna we're gonna like live do this. I'm gonna turn the volume off here so we can like just rewind it. Okay. Are you sure? I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm like ninety percent sure. That's oh, what that's she said. There was, it was. A, there was a swoosh. Was there a swoosh? Yeah. Yeah. Where, here. Uh, yeah. It's like around. Oh my god, guys! You're. This is live. Yeah. We're doing yeah. it live. No, uh, there was this. this is is it this one? Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. She's talking about it. Okay. Oh, it does See? say cheesecake. See? Oh, okay. Thank you. I just, so, okay, it's because when it said cheesecake and you're like, oh, it's a cake. <laughs> but it no, is a cheesecake pie. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, she made a blackberry cheesecake pie. Yeah. That had a black bear face on the top. Yeah, because the whole point was that you had to have a face on this pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the bear looked incredible. Like, it, it, it was, I'd say, the most detailed face of, of everything I, I was really impressed by this um i love blackberry i i feel like a blackberry cheesecake would be mm. delicious totally um yeah so hers was incredibly detailed they said that um the filling was a little soft mm -hmm. um the crust tasted perfect but uh, we were both saying it looked a little pale yeah the crust at the bottom was a little pale yeah um this bear did you ever read that book um it was like like brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it passes this yeah. this bear yes. face reminded me of that drawing yes. style, that texture of well, it was crayons or whatever it was, or crepe paper, but it reminded me of that mm. very much. It was like it kind of brought me back to my childhood. So thank you so much, Jody. Yeah, it was it was but the eyes were so deep on this bear. It was kind of yeah. wild. Yeah. Like you could really stare into this bear's eyes. I thought the as we text. both have done. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, as Colin knows too and alluded to uh -huh. in the episode. So. Friday nights. Um yeah, oh, no, dear. the the yeah. texture of the fur was really great too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so, okay, uh, that's Jody. Then next up, we had Chris. Uh, Chris, who made a howling wolf savory pie filled with, I think, bison and beef? No, it was just bison. Oh, was it just there bison? Was, okay. There was, like, onion and something else. Got it. I think, but, like, ugh. That piece. filling sounds so delicious. Mm -hmm. So delicious, because it's very, like, shepherd's pie, but, like, oh, yeah. if you were a shepherd of bison. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I thought that it was kind of messy on the outside. He, like, severely burnt that crust. I know. And the unfortunate thing was when we were on set, um, on the monitors at one point, I had, 
we were watching Chris lay down the colored leaves around the rim of the pie. And I was thinking, oh, wow, that's so beautiful. It's going to be so detailed. But it wasn't until I watched it this week that I realized he burned the he burned the rim and all that 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 detailed decoration. So yeah, it's a bit sad. Yeah. yeah. And so it just kind of looked a bit messy. I thought that the wolf looked OK, mm. but not terrific. Um like not not as nice as Jody's bear, no, right? Like no. so so just in in that sense, overall still good, but um, it was quite a loose filling. Again, it was almost like if it had been more of a shepherd's pie, but that wouldn't have been the challenge. Uh, but it would have suited itself better that way. You mm -hmm. know, you really would have to dry that filling out to get it to hold, or you'd need some sort of sauce with it to almost kind of bind together yeah. into more of a sliceable format mm -hmm. definitely um yeah so yeah that was kind of that was chris's do you have anything else on him no i was gonna say um i i think the flavors as um, kylo said you know were really spot on mm. but i agree it was just a, a little too wet a little too much gravy a little too much sauce or maybe not yeah. enough gravy too not, much wet exactly yeah. just kind of like you know when you just like cook beef and there's just like it's wet yeah just that yeah yeah and peas probably or yeah yeah together. something, something just to hold her together exactly oh. a little roux mm. um okay then was natalia uh, natalia who made a natalia's face in the mirror pie yes <laughs> um which so it's very when, literal <laughs> when we were uh on set i remember seeing this at first and being like holy shit yeah this is astounding and i still think it was very impressive the only thing for me was earlier in the season we had seen her do that other face that she kind of um it was standing up right against i can't remember what cake it was or something mm -hmm. um and it was kind of a very similar technique used again where um it was kind of a very separate piece yeah um that looked terrific like it, it really did look like her so mm -hmm. so good job on that um i just think it would have been cool to do more of what colin did which right. was to bake it into the pie as opposed to again kind of laying it on top yes it makes a nicer result mm -hmm. but at the same time the the pie that you bake yeah is just the outer crust and, mm -hmm. and then this laid on top mm -hmm. for me this would be one where like the filling crust ratio would be like completely off for yeah. me. Like like those corner pieces, I would have to eat those corner pieces because those middle pieces, I'd be like, no, it's just hot fruit. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Hot fruit. Hot fruit. Mm -hmm. AKA you and me. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> AKA Saturday night. Uh, yeah, so she Lord. also had a loose uh, filling. Yeah. Um, well, everyone, except the next one we'll talk yeah. about, everyone had loose wet filling. Like yeah. it was just a soggy week yeah yeah no. a soggy signature soggy. a signature. <laughs> ah <laughs> yeah i'm pleased with that one um and that uh, apparently bruno felt that she had diced her apricot too small hence it falling apart yeah no nothing to hold there wasn't enough sort of like leverage on those pieces holding themselves together uh good yeah. Good, uh, good verbiage. Triangles are the strongest shape, so when you cut them into tiny little pieces, there's no chance for any fruit to form triangles. What? Triangles are the strongest shape. So you're saying cut fruit in triangles? No. So if you have long pe if you have long pieces of peaches and or apricots, like they have chances to actually overlap and form vertices, so that they, you know, they could form triangles. Okay. But when you cut them so tiny, they'll never be able to lean on each other. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. Huh. 
Look at you. Engineer that pie. Yeah, exactly. I am not an engineer. Architectural digest. <laughs> Literally. Could you imagine? <laughs> That's too funny. I like it. Uh, okay, um, so then we had Colin. Uh, Colin and his savory Medusa pie. Okay, the filling on his pie. Oh my god, it sounded so delicious, I and know. it looked so delicious. I feel like I could. I felt that I could smell it just from looking oh, at it. I know, right? I know, and it it held so nicely, and yeah. like, um, although Bruno said it wasn't salty enough. I know, which yeah. is a bit unfortunate, but I still I need the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so hungry right now. Season your chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You yeah. had, you, I remember on set, you had yeah. trouble with that. I had and a, you've had I trouble had, yes. with that. Every, and we haven't been able to talk about it, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, but for every me. week, sort of off recording, uh-huh. you've been uh-huh. like, oh, that pie's coming up. Yeah. So the, the only thing, because I thought that the snake hair was terrifically done. Yeah. And so the other thing, too, at least from my recollection, when yeah. he was doing it, he's laying the, the, um, the, the hair, the snakes, like on top, and doing all that, and then put the face in after, and he had had cut it separately. And I remember when we were watching it, because obviously there isn't an on-screen like you know Chiron or the baking book telling you exactly what they're making. Yeah. You're just kind of watching it happen. And so I, when I saw the Medusa face, I thought he was doing like theater faces, like the like happy theater and oh, the we sad think mask, that. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then. Uh, when it was Medusa, like the hair had looked so great, and then he just kind of put that face down. And Kyla said the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I kind of felt like the face let down how great the rest of that pie was. Mm-hmm. Like you know, maybe she should have had like a lash, or like because he actually did like do the lips, but mm-hmm. it just it was it was a little too basic shape. Even if she had just like cheekbones. I know. Something. Even if she needed some contour. Yes, exactly. She like some, some rouging. Yeah, or... some lashes, some contour. It was a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Paint little, for the gods. It was a little like those face masks that you put on when you're trying to like moisturize your face. And you post it to Instagram to be like, don't I look creepy? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah. But I will say that Colin had like the pie that had the most like structure. Yeah, I thought that like, his... It had constitution. Yes, ooh, yes. Mm, I'm good with words today. And he was the only one, I think, that really took that challenge of baking the face into the pie itself. And I think there's something to be said for that, because, you know, that could have gone wrong. That face could have puffed. It could have looked like Medusa got stung by a thousand bees. (laughs) Medusa had some plastic surgery. (laughs) It's the day after that laser face peel, right? Renee Zellweger. Oh, 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 mm. oh. Mm. Simon Cowell. Oh, uh, yeah. What was with that? Bad. I know. Yeah. Okay. Um. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, I thought that I totally agree. Colin actually did the best at completing this brief. Yeah. And not only in terms of baking the face in the pie, but the pie itself. Again, we didn't get to taste the filling, but I would eat that. And, and the, the way that the hair turned out was so fantastic. So the only letdown was the face because it almost betrayed how well done everything else 100%. was with the pie. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that is the signature. And it's time for the technical. I thought you were going to be like, all right. So that was the technical. <laughs> no, I'm very consciously aware. Um, all right. So the technical this week was a pativier. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a delicate little French pastry mm-hmm. pie. Um with frangipan, which you... I like frangipan. I've never had it. Really? 
As far as I know, maybe I've had it. And I just I think didn't. you you probably had a had like yeah. There's like an apple frangipan that's pretty common, so you okay. probably had it before. Okay. If you've had a lot of pastries, you've probably had frangipan. Probably then. All right. So, but it, um, has, but it has cherries. Oh yeah, which James does not like. You may as well take a bottle of Robitussin and just pour it all over at the end. Cherry flavored Robitussin. Precisely. <laughs> what about Buckley's? Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes awful, and it works. Mm -hmm. uh, that was not an ad. So let's get down to business. Uh, so with the Pativier, um, first up, we had Jody. Major leakage. Major. Burning Major. leakage. Literally, unfortunately, the pie was empty of jam because she leaked everywhere. If, if yeah, because she didn't, like, seal down the sides properly. Yeah. If the... Tent, I, although I'm, I'm like sure, like up to code, like the tent had smoke alarms or something. But up like, to code, but like, there was a lot of smoke that came out of that oven. I know that, like, in a regular sized kitchen, that would have set off a smoke alarm. Yeah. But in a place that big, it yeah. probably had enough to dissipate. Yeah, you know, it is a little panicky because, like, especially with puff pastry, you're not really supposed to open the door during the baking process. But she knew her jam was gonna burn, so like, I would be panicked. I'd well, be like, oh my god, everything's gonna burn. It's gonna smell crazy. No, it was it wasn't even that. Like, she she still left it in after she was like, oh, it's leaking, and then she still left it in, yeah. and then when she was like. Okay, it smells disgusting. Like I literally have to take it out because it smells so gross. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, ew, yeah, burnt jam. That is that is a smell. It is. Um. So she had leakage, and then as a result, because of the lack of jam, it made it dry. Mm. Other than that, she, like, would have been, would have been her week mm. Mm. for that. I know. Um, it's disappointing. That was unfortunate. Okay, then we had Colin. He had a pretty good bake. Very, yeah. It was like, uh, it, it was interesting how the instructions had just said, like, uh, intricate or elegant, like, design pattern or, mm -hmm. or whatnot. Um, uh, whereas Chris actually ended up doing the exact pattern that Bruna had showed in the, the right pattern. in the, um, uh, the demonstration yeah, 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 one. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's the word. Um, but I actually thought that his looked really nice still. The, the design that he did, I thought, was was great. Um, yeah, it was nice. Good flavor. Good everything. Mm -hmm. Good. He's, like, pulling out some pretty consistent... He's consistent. I feel like Colin has become very consistent, which is nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get good and bad. But he's actually been sort of, like, mm, chugging along. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place to be when other people mess up. Yeah. Then you're automatically on top. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Automatically on top. Uh, <laughs> okay, then Natalia. Yeah. I wrote tastes good. So But she, she reverse scalloped. Yeah, she <laughs> reverse scalloped. She had bad scalloping. Uh, but yeah, good, good flavor. Yeah, definitely. It was really funny because I remember when I saw her punching it, I was like, mm, I think that's the wrong way. <laughs> uh, this is a one-way street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then lastly, there was Chris. Who didn't scallop. And who just had the I empty... I, I guess... You, like, were, you were like... Well, were okay, because like... in a technical, they, they give you um, instructions. Sometimes, as we've learned, not a ton of instructions, yeah. but if it says this many like eggs or whatever to, to make this much of a thing, unless it specifically states... Do not use all of it. Use all of it. Yeah. It was a recipe. 
Like, if, if, if he had made, if, let's say it was his own thing and he didn't, he's like, oh, no, 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 like, I, you know, I make extra just in case, but, like, he doesn't use it all. Whereas here, he had so much left. He had so much frangipan left. Yeah. Where, to me, I, I just, I feel like that should have been a little more obvious to him. I know, and he didn't end up putting all his jam in, too. It was just very thin, unfortunately. Yeah. And that was crazy because his looked like it was going to be good i know right? and because it had puffed up really nicely into a giant pocket of air and then they literally were like Phoom. it's like it's empty I it was know. kind of like you could have opened it like a demogorgon <laughs> on, on uh stranger things which is sad because he had done a design that was the exact same as the exactly. demonstration one so you think he would yeah it would have been perfect and they said that the dough was perfect so literally if he had put in the proper amount of filling he would have Coming first, I know. and if he'd scalloped it, he would have one hundred percent come in first. Yeah, yeah. Um. So just a a big miss. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. You know? it's been a tough week. Uh. Okay. So the order in fourth we had Chris. Mm-hmm. In third we had Jody. In second we had Natalia. And then Colin was numero uno. <laughs> so congrats, Colin. Yeah. Um, but Chris is gonna. Chris is having a rough week. Yeah. The tough week. Yeah. I, uh, ouch. Well, um, yeah, that will kind of wrap up on the, um, technical. Technical. Thank you. That is the word. <laughs> uh, okay. So we are going to throw to a quick Aurora on record, and that's also going to be followed up with an interview with Jay, Yay. the departed baker from this season. Uh, we will be right back. Over the course of a season, so much gets filmed, but not everything makes it to air. Aurora, one of the hosts of the Great Canadian Baking Show, has behind-the-scenes details and so much she wants to share that we've created a segment on the show. This is Aurora on Record. You you mentioned that um, halfway through, you guys switched to having a um, like an earpiece telling you who was going to be eliminated because you found it too difficult to know in advance. Yeah. Um, and so, was eliminating people as hard as you thought it would be? Oh yeah, yeah. Um... It, it, it became harder too because we were getting to know everybody, mm-hmm. you know, as, as the as the weeks went by. So it became more personal, and um, um, I know that I I think it's uh, the week. I think Chocolate Week is the week. I was like, can you just tell me just before? Maybe it had been just before that as well, um, because also I knew that when it was my turn to give the bad news, if I knew whose name it was. I knew that I would not be able to help either looking at them more or not looking at all. And I felt that I would give it away and I didn't want to do that. So I would, so if it like when it was my turn on chocolate week, I just, when they came in, I knew that it had taken a long time. There was a big decision and I'd asked, just like, just tell me like before I say the word. And so I just looked deliberately at each of their eyes to make sure that I wasn't like singling one out or not singling them out. And then there's, you know, there's a pause. And then I hear the thing in my in my ear. So I think on Chocolate Week, you can see that when I say the word Liam. Oh, yeah. You look kind of like so ex- upset. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, because I was getting the news in my ear. And so, like, when I what you're hearing is me going, oh, hmm. Liam. You know, like, and it was a, I was just, it was sad. Like, he made me laugh all the time. He was delightful. He had fantastic flavors. And so all what you're seeing is me get, getting that news and then transmitting the news in the same moment. And, it, yeah, and then it it, keep, it kept getting... Um, there was a really lovely moment, actually. It didn't make it to air, but um, 
um, the week before in, um, 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 what do you call it? Uh, the one with the slab week, slab cakes, old school week. Old school, yeah. And Carolyn, Carolyn had to give the, the bad news to Jay and they shared, you know, like the fact that they were both from Quebec and, mm. you know, being queer. And so they had kind of a, a more personal moment because she was the one giving the bad news too to him. It was just like a really lovely and emotional kind of send off because, you know, you can't help getting to love and and like these people and it's sad telling somebody that they have to go home all right everyone we are joined here by jay smith from the great canadian baking show season three hi guys hi jay thanks for being on the show (laughs) oh my pleasure um so jay can you tell us a bit about uh yourself and kind of your your time on the show um let's see uh, I was one of the four older bakers. <laughs> As we heard, what was it? The only one uh, alive who, who in 1970? remembers the 1970s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, in the tent at the time, yes, I was. that was it. But um, let's see, my time in the tent was awesome. I had a great time. Um, and I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but, you know, you, you kind of form friendships that you end up having for life. Um, it's kind of like forming those friendships by fire. <laughs> Because yeah. you kind of get shoved into a situation, you know, and you kind of figure out for the very first time, oh, my God, you know, everyone has had the same experience that I've had. And it can be kind of liberating, I think, at first. But, you know, I've had some good times in the tent and I had some rough times in the tent. But through it all, I just really wanted to make sure that I had fun. And I think I had fun. Yeah, it certainly seemed to come across that way. And I like your point about trial by fire, sort of, because I've kind of like said that to other people where it's like, I feel like when you would go through something like that, you guys have to be bonded forever because it's, I feel like shared trauma is not the correct experience, <laughs> but it's, some, it's, it's, it's an experience that you've all been through together that is certainly not normal. Well, shared trauma is probably as close to it as you can get. Yes. <laughs> Jay, when do you first meet the other bakers? Is it sort of the first day of filming or, or how does that work? You, uh, for us, it was the night before the first day of filming. So um, we start, I honestly, God, I can't remember what day it was, but uh, the night before we started filming, they flew us all in uh, and we all met each other for the very first time at the hotel. So up until that point, we had no idea who the other ones were. Um, some of the other bakers had recognized each other because they saw each other at different auditions throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I was the only one that came in from the Montreal audition. So I was kind of on my own and didn't recognize anybody. But, you know, we we, we bonded really quick. Um, when you're going through the process post-audition and you're practicing and trying to get everything together and figure out what you want to make or might make or what tasks might be thrown at you, you kind of feel like you're alone because you have nobody to bounce things off of except for maybe like for me, it was my husband because obviously he knew I was doing it. And then all of a sudden you meet this room full of people who are like, I felt the exact same way. And that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I can imagine that yeah. it's, it's like finally finding some camaraderie yeah. <laughs> after yeah, a very exactly. long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, does your husband bake as well? Or is it sort of, um, is this something that mainly you enjoy? 
Um, I he bakes. Uh, he does a damn good banana bread, and he makes cookies and stuff like that. But I think I'm probably the one that's a little more creative and goes off on things like pastry and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Um, so, what was the first bake of your life, and then the first oh. bake that you kind of considered um, that baking was going to become a big hobby? You know, it was actually a gradual pro process. Um, when I was younger. Um, I'm the youngest of seven kids wow. and <laughs> yeah. and um, my three middle sisters all baked and they baked at home. My mom did not. Um, she baked once a year. She made shoe puffs and they were fantastic, but that was the only thing she made. Um, but my sisters baked and did things like, you know, cookies and a cake here and there, but it was mostly cookies and stuff like that. And I always helped which means I ate the cookie dough. But um, when I was younger, I remember one of my sisters bought me one of those little like kids cookbooks mm -hmm. where you could make things that were pretty simple. And I started with that. And then I didn't bake for a number of years. Um, I baked a little bit once I moved out on my own, but it was something, you know, at that point when you're on your own for the first time, you're more worried about paying rent than buying expensive ingredients for baking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I didn't really start baking again until um, after I met Carl, my husband, and we found ourselves living in Sweden for a while. Mm. And during that period, uh, after the first year there, I worked for the first year. From the second through fourth year, I was unemployed. Mm -hmm. And it was at that time that I became aware of the Great British Baking Show, and Sweden had started their own version of it as well. So I started experimenting, and I started following along and trying the technicals and playing with this and playing with that, and found I still kind of could do it. And I practiced, and I practiced, and I baked a lot, and my friends enjoyed it. And at one point, some of my friends in Sweden encouraged me to actually audition for the Swedish one, and I'm like, oh, God, no. They're going to throw something at me and I'd have no idea what it was. And I'd be standing there like a deer in headlights. <laughs> and it happened you, anyway. Can you speak Swedish? <laughs> I, I, I used to be able to speak much better Swedish. The uh, first year I lived in Sweden, I worked in a Swedish office. Mm. Um, so I, I, but after several years gone now, it's, it's kind of gone really rusty. Um, but I do watch Eurovision. I do watch it through FVT, the Swedish broadcaster, and I can follow everything they're saying, so I'm still good. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, sometimes it's, easier. sometimes it's easier to actually hear it than it is to speak it, right? Yeah. Exactly. You can understand yeah. it a little easier. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess you mentioned that you did watch the, the Great British Bake Off um, previous to. Uh, do you have like a favorite Caesar, a favorite season or favorite baker? My favorite baker of all time is Nadia, Nadia Hussein. Yeah, oh, she's great. Um, you know, I remember watching her and like Twitter and stuff had the entire faces of Nadia thing because she was, I could relate to her because she didn't think she was good enough. And, and even, you know, I, I still wonder how did I end up in the tent? Um, <laughs> no, but, you're a great baker. Like all the time, like we were rooting for you so hard on the show. Like, thank you. You were you were a, a great baker. And you know it's, but you get in there and you see the talent levels of other people, and you're you're like, I'm honored to be here. I may not last long, so I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this. Mm -hmm. And, but you still do your best. And at some point, you know, my best was just not as good as some others. 
So it was my turn to leave. And when it was my turn to leave, I got it. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I understood it. But for, so I got where Nadia was, where she didn't think she was good enough. And it was fun to watch her grow. And it was fun to watch her finally realize this is something I'm really good at. And it, it's been fun over the years now to watch her bloom as she's become more of a person who's comfortable in her own skin and she has her own show and she's done all sorts of things with, uh, I think it's Love Productions as well. Mm-hmm. And it's neat to see somebody who wasn't very sure of themselves, but grew into somebody who comes across at least as very confident. And I like that. That's a very insightful yeah. sort of um, way of seeing it, Jay. Yeah, no, I, I see exactly what you mean. It, the, the journey for her has been quite amazing, I think. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and that's what I look at as the whole journey. It, it's, it's not just a moment of time, it's, it's the journey. And, and what does it do to you? So what has the journey done to you? <laughs> it's, you know, surprisingly, when, when I left the tent and my biggest fear was after all of that, I was like, I'm probably not going to want to bake again. Mm-hmm. I was baking again within the, like 48 hours. And the thing for me and the thing that I'm most grateful for is both Bruno and Kyla. I mean, you guys see just a small portion of what actually happens in the tent and the feedback that we all get from both Bruno and Kyla is constructive, helpful, fantastic. And they both really spurn me to continue to try to be a better baker. And that's my takeaway. Everything I do now, even, you know, today, I still hear them in the back of my head. Hmm. And, you know, the only thing I wish is during, you know, the, the, the judging sessions, like, I wish they would let us have a pen and paper so you could record everything. Yeah. They, you know, by the, but by the end of the day, by the end of a 12 hour day, you know, you go back and you try and write down what you can remember, but you probably remember maybe if you're lucky, 30% of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that you get 30%. to hear a portion of it on TV. <laughs> well, but you know, honestly, especially when there was probably all 10 of us still mm-hmm. in the tent, you know, a, a, a judging could take two hours. Whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and because they do spend the time with us to tell us, you know, this is what we think happened. This is how you can fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's the this is how you can fix it is really big. Because they've been in the business, both of them, for so long. Just by taste and by mouthfeel, they know exactly what went wrong mm-hmm. and what you need to do to fix it. And and they are so both warm and generous people. I cannot say that enough. It's great to hear that the judging is not only done for entertainment value, but in a sense, it's like a little baking boot camp for everybody there. You know, you, you get in shape and skilled up real quick and real fast. A baking boot camp is exactly what it is. It's, <laughs> it, it looks as stressful as a boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's stressful, but you know, you go through the whole gamut of emotions from excitement, your stomach's upset. Do I want to vomit? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh God, it's done. And then let's go do this again. Got it. So of maybe your time in the tent, which bake would you say you maybe had the most fun with or was your favorite bake? And, you know, I guess there was the week that, that you did go home, but maybe even outside of that, which bake did you find the most challenging? 
Um, you know, they were all a little challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to say the creme caramel were by far the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I'm alone in that. Yeah. Uh, it was a real big soupy mess and straws <laughs> probably would have been easier. Um, and I don't know if that's one I'll ever make again, although I've got the ramekins ready to go if I ever feel inspired. Um, but I think the one I had the most fun with, and even though it didn't meet the, the palate of the judges was probably my pride cake. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Um, that was important to me. Um, because, you know, I'm old enough that I've seen an entire sea of change. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, when I grew up, I never thought of being able to get married. Mm-hmm. And here I am, you know, 11 years into one. And I remember when, you know, HIV or, you know, AIDS started and when, you know, you were a pariah. And I, I noticed today that I believe was the anniversary of Princess Diana's visit to the AIDS hospice in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And that was back in 1991. And I think back to that and I'm like, you know, that was such a huge deal for somebody from the royal family to come and do that because, you know, families wouldn't speak to their own, their, their own children who had HIV. And, you know, I, I look at all the changes we've been through. And yes, we still have a hell of a lot farther. You know, we still, we do. We have a long time to go and we have a, a row ahead of us. But I'm glad I live in a country where, you know, I can bake that cake on TV Nobody bats an eye. I can talk about my husband. And there are so many places in the world. And and Carolyn and I actually had a conversation about this, you know, where that can't happen. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of awesome. Yeah, no, it's terrific. You're uh uh that that's great and it's it, i agree it's it's awesome to see that on the the show and and you know um to yeah be able to bake a pride cake like that and to just be able to have that out there on tv like you said where nobody bats an eyelash is is incredible so thank mm-hmm. you for like you know kind of doing that and baking that pride cake because we loved how it looked i mean obviously we didn't get to like taste it but but it looked terrific yeah you know it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was you know I fed it to my rugby team. They liked it. <laughs> but then again, rugby players will eat anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're doing yourself, uh, you're being too modest in that sense. I'm pretty sure they, they did enjoy every, every speck and fleck of it. So, yeah. No, thank you very much for sharing that because uh, I think even for, for, for some of us who are, who are a little bit younger, it's always important to remember those who came before us and, and did a lot of you know, fighting uh, on, on, on our behalf and for mm-hmm. us. And then, of course, for maybe people who, who sort of go back in time, quote, unquote, and watch this online whenever, um, to remember that that was still a really important position and stance. So thank you for sharing that, Jay. Well, you know, and two things. It, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with moving forward, and I think that's great. But also, you just brought something up that scares the hell out of me, which is like, oh, my God, people might watch this in 30 years. But... <laughs> They oh they they will Jay. There's gonna be like there's gonna be some like space hipster on Mars or whatever. Okay, thirty years, but you know what I mean. (laughs) On the moon. On the moon. Oh my god, there's this like really good show thirty years ago where people like baked for fun. They're gonna watch it, Jay. It's never gonna die. Um, yeah, so Jay, do you have any advice for future bakers? We always like to ask whenever anybody's on, um, just you know for. Willing that there will be another season, 
what advice would you give to future bakers? Well, what I would say is don't give up. Um, you know, I have another friend who auditioned once and he didn't go back and he's super talented. And I said to him, keep trying. You know, I said, it's not just how good you are. There's a combination of all sorts of things. Um, and for any, just keep baking, just keep on baking, keep learning, keep trying new things. And if you're new to baking, try it, you know, just don't let a failure set you back. Um, as I've often said, we probably fail more often than we succeed because for, for us to develop a recipe, we have to screw it up probably a dozen times first mm -hmm. until we get something we're happy with mm -hmm. or that works chemically. You know, there, there are basic tenets to it because it is chemistry part of it. The other part is creativity, but you have to just keep trying to make sure that what you produce is a quality item. Yeah, that's terrific. I, I think that that's such good advice. And, you know, hopefully future bakers, if you're listening, <laughs> you will heed Jay's uh, very good words. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for being here and being on the show and um, terrific, you know, uh, performance on the season. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you again. Thank you so much, guys. Much appreciated. Thank you. Wasn't that just a super fun interview? Isn't Jay like such an awesome person? Yes, I, I've always really, I've always really enjoyed speaking <laughs> to him as if, <laughs> as if I've known him forever. I think what I want to say is I really did enjoy speaking. Yeah, yeah. so heartfelt. And Jay, thank you again for spending the time speaking with us. That was really great. Definitely. Um, and now we are on to the showstopper. Oh my gosh, after this, we find out who makes it to the finals. Z. Final. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So it is uh, the challenge is tiered pies. You need to do at least three tiers of different pies. Mm -hmm. um, some actually do more than three, though. Yeah, I know. Some overachievers this week. Eager beavers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, all right. So we start off with Jody. Uh, Jody, who make a brunch shepherd pie tower. I think it's brunch. Hurt? No. Brunch Shepherd? Oh, Brunch Shepherd. Oh, yeah, okay. Right, because yeah. it's Brunch yeah. Shepherd? Yeah. 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 Yep. Brunch, like breakfast, lunch, uh, supper, dessert. Exactly. Brunch Shepherd. Wow. I love the name. I love the little story about it. And I thought that it looked amazing. Those roses, like the salmon rose and then oh, also the, the apple salmon rose. salmon rose. Because yeah. I, I love smoked salmon. I love smoked salmon. I love smoked salmon oh, my God. I haven't actually had it in a while. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get smoked salmon tomorrow. Oh, I thought you were gonna say on the way home. No, like, maybe like for breakfast. <laughs> you're gonna like, like, drop by Metro and be like, can I have a whole plate of smoked salmon, please? Yeah, maybe tomorrow I'm gonna get a smoke. Oh, That'd be a good lunch, like in a yeah. bagel. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 with some cream cheese. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Jody, you yes, have inspired me. Um, it looked amazing. I thought that this this whole bake was was fantastic. Um, on her bottom layer, the the stew. It was flaky, mm -hmm. it was good flavored, mm -hmm. it was juicy. Mm -hmm. Somehow, like, to be able to have flaky and juicy is, like, I'd say quite a, an achievement. Um, then, yeah, the salmon tasted great. Quiche, great. But then the tart on top, the apple tart. Bruno said it was one of the best tarts that, that he's had in a long time. 100%. Yeah, I kind of wish I could eat that whole thing. That was one I was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. 
bring it over. I want everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like the microgreens, like just so, like the sprouts, it was just yeah. so clever and well done. To quote Samantha Mamba, come on over. Come oh my gosh, you need to nod. Uh, yeah, I won't sing, don't worry. Uh, next up we had Natalia. Uh, Natalia, who made a Euro dinner pie tower. Um, I thought that it looked really incredible as well. Like mm-hmm. I, she did four tiers as well. Sorry, as as Jody did too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that yeah, it was it was really great looking. They said that the the um, quiche was um, generous with the salmon, but that worked well because it was a little oversalted. So the salmon helped to balance that out. Mm. Um, which was interesting to note not only that that quiche was oversalted, but that a couple times this episode we did hear people. Like, say, oh, I'm putting in some extra salt because, like, Bruno, likes, Bruno salt. likes salt. Like, you know, because there there were comments this time in, I think, over the weeks that we've been here um, where it was like, mm, needs more salt. 100%. Like, with, it was in the same episode with uh, Colin's, um, the chicken pie. Yes, exactly. The, yeah, uh, which was just earlier here. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have um, salt. But, yeah, so she had really nice, nice pie. And the, the, the top, the sweet pie was also very good too it was a cherry pie though oh yes james hates cherry mm. like vehemently yeah uh anything else to say on natalia um no not in particular like i i did think it was very it was very impressive it was incredibly ambitious as well um i think when when they talk about star baker i'm sort of like I kind of want to know a little bit more but yeah maybe we can we can talk about that um later. Yeah. we will uh the only thing I will say about Natalia is, and this wouldn't have factored into the judging decision, I I don't imagine, but remember when her cherry pie crust, like, fell? When she yeah. just, like, dropped it? And she yeah. still managed to actually turn... I forgot about that until right now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Actually, it all really turned out well. Yeah. It, like, did not look like it was going to go well for a minute. So. I know. Good on her. Good on editing. Good on editing. There you go. Uh, all right. Then was Colin. Uh, who had a family cottage pie tower. Um... And yeah, I, I thought it was good. You, I mean, you, the way you like pies, you did not like the way that the top of at least the, the very top one that we got the aerial shot yeah. was. Um, I need full crust pies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that overall it looked good. It was just lacking in a little bit of like color or, or something. Um, it wasn't as uh, visually dynamic. Like yeah. it was kind of like two-toned. Yeah. It was like pie colored. Like like golden brown yeah, and then that crust and berry yeah. and that dark berry color yeah. yeah so it was it was a little two tone yeah but it tasted fantastic um, they wanted some more filling in the first pie but that the second one which was a peach blueberry ginger Kyla was like in love with she's like that oh, sounds this amazing is... yeah. that flavor blend sounds fantastic yeah yeah so uh, totally would have eaten that and I can't remember oh bumbleberry it was bumbleberry yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, and <laughs> You're like, mm. I can't remember. Bumbleberry, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was also good. So he, he got good feedback overall. Um, I just think visually compared to some of the others, it wasn't quite as much. And mm-hmm. um, he baked three, which was what was asked. Mm-hmm. Um, but other bakers did four and did it also mm-hmm. incredibly well. Too. I know, so, I know. Um, I think this kind of took him out of the running for Star Baker. Not because it wasn't good, but because, you know, uh, it's like when you have like a science project and it's like turn in a paper and somebody turns in a paper and then also has this like, like diorama. diorama and, everything's yeah, laminated yeah, yeah, and yeah. covered, mm-hmm. extra credit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, but but Colin at the beginning says, I'm going to go a little, like, I'm making pies that I know how to make yes. well. And, yes. and I think what it seems like was kind of like he made pies that were pretty, um, like, like you know, straightforward. Mm. And then he did those cutouts to sort of elevate the design. Yeah. But I think when it came to Natalia and Jody, they went for pies that looked very different, like yeah. different colors, different palettes, and that really elevated the entire. But like Colin did say that um, he was going to do them perfect, and they kind of were like, "Yeah, you you yeah, did that." Yeah. So so yeah. good on him. Uh, and last we had Chris. Chris, who made pies of Alsace. Pies of Alsace. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> you said it very fast, and I was like, "What? What did we I'm have?" Sorry. No, it's fine. Calm your words. <laughs> Calm your words, children. <laughs> um, and the the feedback was that it was uh, kind of upside down in terms of its. Um... But I kind of get what he was going for, like because the 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 what was it, the flambe at the bottom was like supposed to be wider, I think, than the top, but then it seems like the plate, I feel like the plate his tarts were on yeah. ended up being bigger than maybe that, he that, originally that, thought, That right? plate should have been at the bottom. Yeah. And then, like, I, I'm fine with the way it was, but it was just the plate order was weird yeah. because the two in the middle weren't even on plates. Yeah. So if the two in the middle aren't on plates, oh, sorry, I got a little further away from the middle. If the two in the middle weren't on plates, um, then the, like, Top one, if it is on a plate, because it needs to, because it's four individual tarts, needs to be on a small plate that just goes right to the mm -hmm, edge, mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, mm -hmm. a tire. I know. I think also, unfortunately, if he had put the tarts at the bottom, he mm. would have had to have more tarts. Yeah. You know you what I mean? You can't have four yeah. tarts on the bottom. Kind of like a circle of tarts. Yeah. Well, and I think you always want to start probably more in savory and work your way to sweet, not start your way at sweet and work your way to savory, mm, right? So that so also wouldn't have worked. Challenging dynamics. Yeah. Um, so they said with the, the um, uh, what was it at the bottom? It was, I think it was just a tart flambe. Okay. Yeah. That um, it wasn't a fantastic texture. Mm -hmm. They didn't love that. Um, and then the middle um, layer, they said, tasted like... That looked fantastic. It did. I mean, that looked like... I don't know. I forget what it was called, but like it, an encroute or something. That's like what that. it was. Yeah. But it basically, to me, looked like a tortier, but in like floating. <laughs> yeah, which would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that uh, looks so good. Yeah, I agree. That one did like that kind of pastry color, but when you can also tell it's got like meat. Like, oh, it has oh, like juicy yeah. and kind of gamey. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I love <laughs> you it. You know that's gonna taste good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then on the. Uh, top with the the tart they said that the tart was a little bit undercooked i know um and that as a result uh it kind of tasted like flour yeah i was I, I didn't know if that tart base was like an almond flourry sort of thing which is why it would have been a little lighter because the stencil work was very beautiful it was like, the tops were very beautiful yeah, yeah. but then when bruno kind of squeezed it it was, it was surprising because they looked so great but when he squeezed it you kind of realized that they they weren't quite done enough soft yeah the word of the day is soft Mm -hmm. um, yes, so that wraps up the showstopper yep. judging, uh, which brings us to the uh, results. Mm -hmm. Star Baker this week is Natalia. Yeah. Which you kind of don't agree with. And I agree with where you're coming from, but I will wait until after you're done. Oh, okay. Um, it's not, it, it, it's just like, I visually for me 
for me. I said for me. I said I felt. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I just felt Jody's visual. Like, I didn't taste it, so yeah. I have to preface it with that. I did feel like Jody's overall visual dynamic yeah. was a bit better yeah the 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 way right? she the roses she did and then on the um uh like the quiche she had um i don't even know because she, she made some sort of flowers or roses there too yeah and that like oh my god it's and, just yeah. and i think putting microgreens on a you know on it like i just felt like there was it was a little bit more experimental i really think she brought yeah every not that no one else did but i really feel like that was creative um, and it was novel. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I would have put her a little bit above. So then, um, yeah, I guess, I think Jody and Natalia probably came around the same in the signature bake, right? Oh. Probably, right? But right. then in the technical, Natalia did beat Jody. That's fair. So that is literally probably the exact point. Mm -hmm. That or they just liked Natalia's flavors better. And again, we can't. Us at home can't taste the TV, so no. Um, no matter how hard we try. Yeah, so I think that's why, because I I agree with you in the way that Jody's looked and everything, and I really did think she was gonna be like when they like hold for pause and everything. I totally thought it was gonna be Jody. Mm -hmm. Not that Natalia didn't deserve it, but but um, I just thought that Jody Showstopper had pulled her out so far. But again, I guess going out of the technical, it did kind of seem she. Could have been in trouble. I know. That, that's very true. That's very true. Um, anyway, so yes, Natalia Starbaker, and that is a ticket to the final. Ka-ching. Uh, then, unfortunately, the baker that we said goodbye to this week was Chris. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, tough break. I mean, fourth in the technical and um, a, uh, a slightly burnt signature. Mm -hmm. And I think overall that his showstopper was good. It was just not enough no. this time to carry through when everyone else was like yeah peak yeah so unfortunate sorry chris sorry um you know but good 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 baking i mean semi-finals yeah semi-finals right terrific um and uh yeah so that means that jody and colin are also in the finals exciting yeah one week left i know can you believe it's already been seven weeks no i can't believe it every time we start this journey we're like oh my god 10 bakers like this is gonna take forever and then yeah. before we know it mm. it's uh time to wrap yeah it's kind of crazy yeah it, it it life comes at you fast mm -hmm. um so all right it's time for the final bracket mm -hmm. who it will save that for last. Who is coming second in the technical? Colin. Okay. Um, I am going with Jody. Okay. Um, second, because I have. Okay, so I predict that Jody is going to win. Yeah. And what about you? I agree with you. I think Jody's going to win. I I think that all of the bakers are are fantastic. I just, yeah, I, I just have this feeling Jody's going to win, but I think she's going to come second in the technical so that her nailing the showstopper mm -hmm. is going to, like, because you can kind of see, like, if you're second in the technical, it's not a shoe-in. Who knows? You got to, like, step it up. And I think that it's going to be so good that it beats out, I think, 
I guess Natalia or Colin, whoever comes first yeah. in the technical. Because like, these are three very good bakers, mm-hmm. so I really don't kind of have a placement for like, oh yeah, clear third. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're all fantastic. Yeah. I just feel that I think when Jody pulls it off, yeah. she really pulls it off. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying the other bakers don't, but there is, like today is an example. Yeah. I think the bear pie similarly is an today. example. Yeah, today. <laughs> but I just feel like, like there's just moments where it's just like, wow. Oh, like when she did the pineapple sugar work. Oh my God. Like yeah. there's just moments yeah. where yeah. you can tell she can really, um, really excel and I think kind of beat her own expectations. Yeah. And I'm hoping to see that next week. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to leave it there. Mm-hmm. One more episode left. Um, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at GCBS Podcast, on Instagram at GCBS Podcast. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if they take reviews, leave them. <laughs> There's so leave, many now. Leave them positive. <laughs> give ideally. us a thumbs up. Give yeah. us a heart. Yeah. A give, star, a, give us a ha-ha, all the stars. Like, you know, yeah. Do, whatever. Do it all. Follow, save it to your library. Uh, follow um, us on MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you do on MySpace? I don't do have follow? MySpace. Well, I, yeah, I think you have anymore. Is that what you did? I don't remember. Okay. Well, um, that is that. And we will return one last time this season next week on The Cooling Rack. Bye. Bye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.